this is one of those podcasts that I kind of hold my nose as I do it. And, and the reason I know you're thinking, what, why are you doing a podcast that you feel uncomfortable with, Steve? It's because we're going to be talking about a platform that I have a mixed relationship with. We're, we're going to be talking about Facebook. I think that most of us have issues at one level or another with Facebook. And my issues with Facebook are, <laughs> as far as I can tell, profound. A, I have incredible difficulty with the social cesspool that Facebook has become, as I believe most of you do as well. But also as a business, the, the, just the ethos and the ethics that is displayed by Facebook as they go about their day-to-day -day business, without fail, manages to disappoint me, manages to often disgust me. Yet, in this world of that we are in and now in mid-2020, if you want to build an online business... If you want to be successful online, you need to pay the Facebook tax in one way or another. They simply have so much data on individuals, so much access to the individuals that you need to get to reach in order to build your business that there really isn't an option if you want to build an online business, at least if not if you want to build it at any scale in any reasonable amount of time. Facebook is the fastest mode and the most effective mode of reaching a community. It, end of story. And so into this into this cesspool we must wade. I mean, I'm being a little bit melodramatic about it, but I truly do. I truly wish that we had a viable alternative to Facebook. In 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 the in the absence of that option, what we'd best do is we'd best figure out how to best leverage Facebook and how to use it to enrich our own business offering and perhaps we can bring a little bit of perhaps we can bring a little bit of the gentler and kinder angels into the Facebook space as we do it speaking of kinder gentler angels bella vasta is our guest today and bella really has a creative and practical handle on using Facebook in order to build a business. She has a great consulting business in the pet industry. She's built a great community. Uh, she uses Facebook in a variety of different ways. And I had an opportunity a few months back to sit down with her during Social Media Marketing World and chat with her about the best practices in managing Facebook pages and Facebook groups. And she opened my eyes to some really creative and I think well-placed and well-conceived strategies for building your marketplace using Facebook. So today on Gray Matters, we are gonna be chatting with Bella Vasta. She's not gray, but she is an old soul, as I'm sure you will see. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement, and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt, and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us.
I want to do a quick shout out to those of you who make this podcast, to the entire Dottotech platform possible, and that is our community of support on Patreon. Patreon is a crowdfunding service. It's similar to Kickstarter, but for content creators like me. We've got an amazing community who support us financially, making it possible for us to create this podcast, our weekly tutorials on Webinar Wednesday, our YouTube videos, pretty much everything that we create. So I'm asking you to consider supporting us. There are perks, and the perks are terrific. For our $10 a month patrons, which is the vast majority, the perks include access to our Webinar Wednesday archives, where we have over 100 tutorial webinars on productivity, online marketing, and content creation. And our latest perk is free access to our online course, Don't Retire, Rewire, which teaches baby boomers and Gen X what their online options are for reinventing themselves instead of retiring. The links are all in the show notes below, or just remember, patreon.com slash dottotech. I get so confused. Will you help me out? Absolutely. Tell me the difference, because I still get lost. What's the difference between Facebook groups and pages? Because I still get lost. <laughs> well, I have an analogy for that. And I think it's the easiest way to kind of describe it. So a page is something that's very per, uh, public. It's it's you to the world. A group is more like your backyard. It's where you invite certain kinds of people back there. You typically have a theme. You have strategized to make sure that everyone talks within amongst each other, right? They're not back there like an audience just looking at you in a one-way communication. Um, and, and you're there to like really throw an awesome party where people are having fun and the more that they talk to each other and the more that you have all these little things for them to do, the better. Um, so unlike your page where I want you to think about as if you were in a car and you were just driving down the street, you know, you kind of see all these houses and it's maybe they'll have a sign that says happy Halloween or welcome to the Dotto residence, right? You don't really actually walk up to their lawn and hang out and, um, you don't, you don't put an in-ground pool in your front yard and you don't have a, um, a cookout and not invite anybody else out there, right? It's really your message out to the world. Um, it didn't used to be. We used to yeah. want people to like really, you know, engage with us and such, but it's really your message to the world. But when you have a group, that's where the real action happens. And you don't have to just have one group. You can have many groups and use them as a funnel. So the criticisms that I have, my my personal feeling of discontent with Facebook comes from the early days when we we did set up pages. Yes. And Facebook encouraged us to invite people to join those pages. Yes. And spend money on it. Yes. And then Facebook said, by the way, one day, we'll just charge you so that you can actually talk to those people who you paid money to gain access to. Yes. So that is, so the page is a slave to the algorithm. Uh, yeah. Our groups, uh, our groups a slave to the algorithm. Like if we, if we have a group and it's busy and you're engaged in it, are you going to be notified of those activities if you choose or is Facebook going to decide? Um, it's a little bit of both. So, um, I always, I, this is going to get a little crass for a minute, but I think you can handle this. And I think your listeners can too. Um, have you ever, you know, gone to the bathroom and taken your phone with you? Yeah, 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so if you opened up Facebook, were you going to a destination? My, my point to that is if your group is happening and interesting or 
um, knowledgeable enough that it is literally a destination where I need to figure out what's going on in Steve's group right now, then the algorithm doesn't matter. It's not about beating the algorithm. It's about creating such an awesome party that people constantly feel like they have FOMO if they don't actually check into it. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, so, and that is the key. So you're in, with your business, you've built a following in the, in the pet sitting area and you've created, is that the main Facebook, uh, um, group focus that you've had is, is it within the business or have you done some other ones? Um, uh, well, yeah, I've done, I've, I don't know how many groups I've done, but, um, I use my groups like a funnel. So I have my main group that I've had since 2012. And then I have a subgroup that's a little bit more of a niche of that. And then, you know, I, I have pop-up groups from time to time yeah. where people need to pay X amount of dollars and it's open for X amount of weeks or days. Oh, so you use it as a, as a membership? Yeah, like as a pop-up. So like, um, yeah. for example, we just went through COVID. So I had a $29 per person um, you know, like entry charge, think of it like, you know, you're going to a club and you have to pay the bouncer <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to get in the backyard. Um, but it's, it's only a limited time only, you know, it's like where all the cool kids are and you want to be there. Or I also have some, um, products, some downloads where it's like how to get employees within 30 days. So I'll say, Hey guys, buy this product and I'll add on X amount of dollars and I'll have a group for six weeks and I'll go through it basically like virtually in the group. But it's only for six weeks. So you basically get to do the program alongside me virtually. Um, and so there's lots of, and then I do have a membership where it's just a monthly membership for people to be in, involved and they can come and go as they please. Uh, I mean, most of them, they stay. Um, mm. So there's a lot of different ways to use it. It just comes down to knowing what you want your strategy to be, and then you can plan it around it. And I'm, I'm starting to, personally, I'm starting to get a little bit more of a handle on that because uh, as you could tell from my preamble, I am very, you know, I'm not a Facebook lover. Yes. Uh, it's not my favorite platform, Yes. but I also recognize that even though it's not my favorite platform for, especially for baby boomers and Gen X, yeah. if we ignore it, we do so at our peril because it's increasingly becoming a, uh, it's increasingly a place that they are finding, so it's finding a lot of social networking and finding and, and engaging, not everybody, but certainly a lot. But you know what so, I've heard? I've heard actually a lot of, you know, boomers and things. Um, they are in groups, but you know what kind of groups they're in? And you you might have more light to this or, or remember this. Family groups, like the family will start mm, their own group. And so that's where yeah. the aunts and the uncles and the grandchildren and the pictures and all this stuff is happening where it's their private family group. So yeah. It's not so much. I don't think that they don't like it. I think it has to be purposeful for them, yeah. you know? That's a good point. That's it. And we've experimented ourselves for the first time. We experimented with a pop-up group and we did that when we, uh, when we launched, uh, we, we did a, a sales cycle for B, for B school. Yep. And so we set up a pop-up group and I kind of, I, I followed the comp, you know, followed all of our peers that were talking about how they use these pop-up groups as, as you say, as a funnel uh -huh. uh, to, to generate interest. And we did, we did all the things that you're supposed to do or maybe supposed to do. We live streamed into it every day for 30 days. We did a little live stream we are we you know we we engaged in it i spent probably an hour to an hour and a half in the group every day and it generated a lot of traction it was it was it was pretty compelling how quickly a community built in a fairly short period of time but i had a sense that 
there is a best before date that they that you can't maintain that energy on any one topic for very long uh it all depends on the leader right so and i'm gonna i'm gonna constantly go back to my uh my analogy right it's what you're talking about is the difference between having a kid's party with a clown that comes in and you have cake and ice cream and it's over in two hours because it's all we can handle or that Memorial Are you calling Day. me a clown? Uh, no, you no, 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 clown? I think you just here. called me a or clown. That, or that, or that uh, Memorial Day party that you have that you're like, come on over at 11 o'clock and that rager goes until two in the morning because people are having fun. It kind of keeps changing. Uh, the more people drink, the more interesting it becomes. Uh, okay. Maybe someone brings over cornhole uh, or a board game or uh, a keg. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so just like a backyard party, it really depends on what your intention is for it and, um, mm-hmm. and how it can be. And, and, and again, from our experience, we've spun off a couple of groups and the one that's doing best is the one that this one is for, for the, which is our, our gray zone group. Uh, but we are engaging in that and we are, we are constantly posting and especially this is really in April's in April's uh, responsibility, but she's constantly promoting uh, content that generates some traction. And I'm very leery of that. Uh, I'm very leery of not posting clickbaity type content, but stuff that truly the community wants to engage in. Yep. Do you have any insight on that? Um, in, ter- so in terms of what kind of content you should post? Yeah, because oh, you're talking oh, about gosh. the leader being so important, mm-hmm. which means that we, uh, we in, in many cases, we dictate the flow of the conversation. We dictate where it's going to come and whether or not there's engagement. If people come back constantly, it's because we are injecting content or starting the conversation and content of stuff that's relevant. So yes and no. I mean, yeah, you might be starting the content, but ideally your ultimate goal you want your members to be posting in there. You want them mm-hmm. to be starting the conversation, you know? Yes. Like, yeah, you got to start. Oh, it. starting it. Yeah. Yeah. See, see I, 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 I've kind of got the sense that in a lot of the groups that if, if the, if the owner of the group isn't the fire starter, isn't getting it going, that, it, that, well, first of all, you don't, don't have much control over the direction it goes, but B, it, you're relying on other people to, to kind of generate the initial momentum. Um, and that's where I always recommend, um, and this is this is a, a, a try and two true tested for any kind of social. I feel like people should have buckets. I call them buckets. So like, let's say five major topics. So one of them is going to be like, uh, I don't know, let's say life hacks. One of them is going to be uh, interesting news or tips and tricks around the subject matter, right? Another one might be something that's like maybe motivational or inspirational. Another one might be... A, all out poll, you know, like, you know, you have content coming out. So you're going to tease that content a day or two before in that group and say like, okay, I did this last week. Um, we had this awesome marketing, uh, episode come out today on my podcast and it was about creative ways to market through COVID. So two days ago, we started priming our group and getting conversation going and saying, Hey guys, like what kind of creative things have you done to market your business through COVID? Um, or, what have you been wanting to do? And so people actually started sharing a lot of stuff. Oh my gosh, that's such a cool thing. Uh, da, 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 da. So 48 hours later, when we've got a conversation already going on it, boom, we post this podcast. I then go back to that thread and it's like, hey guys, uh, awesome stuff. And we've got one person that we highlighted that you'll never guess what happened to her. Go listen to the podcast. So it's it, it comes from 
planning ahead and knowing like what your ultimate goal is for the group. Um, that's a high level group where we just admit anyone who wants to come in that's in the pet industry. It's not a monetized group, but that group, we get people to move into our other nichier groups where there are, uh, there is a revenue stream. So it's in our best interest to make it more general and about them and, and, and get the conversation going. Does that make sense? It does. And it's fascinating to me that you, uh, that you're, that you mix both the promotional list building and the revenue side stuff within the Facebook group. Although I guess maybe it shouldn't be because a lot of people use uh, Facebook as the conversation platform for their memberships, but the way that you're kind of using them for temporary, for pop-up, for pop-up, uh, almost pop-up membership groups or almost little online courses. That's, that's interesting to me. That's something I hadn't considered too much. Um, you mentioned list building right there, Steve, and that's a really good point. Um, we have the ability to get three questions when someone comes in. And those three questions is one of the most missed opportunities that so many Facebook group admins, um, they don't realize. And so the mm -hmm. reason why it's so important is number one, and maybe question number one, is your content for days. What's your biggest mm -hmm. challenge around gray matters? Like what's your biggest challenge around yep. whatever the topic is? They're going to give you those five buckets that I told you, cause you're going to start seeing themes on it, or they're going to give you content to talk about and to, or to interview people about, or to post about in the group. The other one is get their freaking email. <laughs> and, so get them on your main list. Yeah. And, and tell them like, you know, in order to get in this free group, you need to give me your email. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. really upfront about it. I'm like, listen, I'm, I am providing the resources and the support for this group. You're giving me your email address. And I think you can be, I think we can be completely upfront. <clears throat> we will email you what's happening in this group because we can't rely on Facebook to share it. Um, you know, I, that's, that's what I would absolutely say. That's of course my that. ethos. But what well. I, I, I try to shy away from that. Um, I tested <clears throat> that personally and, and this doesn't mean mm -hmm. it's a universal. And what I found is that people, especially if it was a paid group, people started feeling really overwhelmed oh, and like they were di out. different story. If it's a paid group, I yeah. agree with you hundred yeah. percent. They're different. Now you opened a can of worms here with me now because, okay. Cause I got I a wanted, lot more to say about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's go back to this three questions because yep. I loved the three questions. Yep. So we set up the Facebook. So for everybody that to understand when you set up a group, you can gate the entry. You can say anybody can join, or you can say you have to apply to join in, in that, that, Asking people to apply to join will be a sticky point for a lot of people because a lot of people don't want to share. They think you're just trying to you're just trying to carve off their information, and there and there has to be there's a certain trust level that has to happen if you're going to get people to apply to get into a group. Let's say that you're over that hurdle and you're comfortable with the idea of asking people to apply. Then you can ask them three questions, and Bella just outlined a couple of the questions that are great to ask. You can ask them, you know, why, what, what their biggest challenge is. You can ask them for their email address so that you can, so that you can add them to some sort of another list. You can ask them anything you want. You can ask them where they live, how old they are, you know, what, what, what their favorite ice cream is. You can ask them any question you want, but here's the big, but you only get access to that information as you admit them. There's no way to go back and look at that information later, which is something that I didn't realize when I started. And I realized that I was losing out on all of this research and it frankly pissed me off. What did I do wrong, Bella? 
You didn't talk to me first. That's what. <laughs> so to your point, um, and I hope it's okay if I give out an affiliate link. Um, but it's yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, it's jumpconsulting.net forward slash G like group and F like funnel. So jump if you send that to me, I will include it in the show notes. I will. Part. And so there's this really cool software that um, Arnie has created. I have used it for years. You buy it once for $297. You install it. It's a Chrome extension. And um, and it hooks up to a, um, a Google spreadsheet. And so when you press approve, it will automatically put those three answers into that spreadsheet. Um, so then you always have it. But it doesn't end there. This is the way you really get ninja about it. You hook this spreadsheet up to Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R. And you say Zapier, every time something's added to this, you take that email field because one of your questions should always be their email because you don't own Facebook. And it automatically will put it into a list into whatever email client that you're using. And whatever list it ends up on, that's where you can have the nurture campaign. Now, this all sounds boring and crazy and stuff, but I want to encourage your listeners to be real about it. Be authentic. I dare you to record a 30-second video. And that's all. It's like, hey, what's up? Thanks for joining the group. Like, I'm going to send you a couple more gifts, um, but I'll send it tomorrow. I just want to say hi and thanks. Imagine if you joined a group and all of a sudden that showed up in your email and you're like, whoa, that, how did that happen? And then the next day you did actually follow up and you said, okay, the next gift I'm giving you is this free resource that we have that I know you're interested in because you joined this group on this topic, or here's a really quick win and you can give them some sort of a win, uh, that they can, that they could get in their business somehow, or you could give them, um, uh, your, your podcast maybe. And you can say, here's the best five podcast episodes that you'll really, that will be really interesting to you. And you know this because they've joined this group. So there's a lot of ways that you can get really, um, uh, creative and start building that relationship because a lot of these people might not know you, especially if it's the top of the funnel, but that that's really the best way to do it. Cause if you're sitting there copying and pasting everyone's entry, you will hate your life. You will hate Facebook groups and it won't work for you long-term. It's all about systematizing things. Well, I like that tool. We're going to, we're going to have to use that tool because <clears throat> we don't gather enough information from the people as they join. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely a lifesaver. Um, and it's something that, like I said, once you buy it once, you can use it for as many groups as you want. And that's what I love. I, I don't like the gifts that keep on giving. <laughs> it's going to live on one members. So you'd have to have one administrator that does all the admission of people because it's, is it just going to like, you can install it on multiple computers. Yeah, oh, okay. I have two of my, one of my admins. Uh, you realize we're doing a podcast and we can't see you nodding your head. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have an admin in uh, the UK and I have an <clears throat> admin here in Phoenix. Um, and I just give them my username and password. They install it onto their computer and then it, it, it uh, hooks up to, uh, we give them the Google spreadsheet URL. And once it's hooked up and it's connected, it's connected. Easy. Talk to me, talk to me about, about that, about your content calendar then for it, because hopefully if you do things right and you grow the group, the group will take over and start to generate more traction and more content. But for the, at least for a period of time, you do have to seed the group. You have to seed it with content. How do you plan out that content calendar? 
Oh, that assumes that I have a content calendar. Um, <laughs> I am an organized chaos. So um, I know that's something that's really hard for some people, depending on what kind of personality type you are. Um, I would honestly say I, I encourage you to go to a strategy. Like, why am I opening this group? Why, what is it going to do to help my company? Right. Then I want you to figure out like five topics, which I call five buckets, five themes, three to five, depending. And then under each one of them, that's when you can start correlating that content. That's how I'd plan your content, so to speak. Now, sometimes in my group, like, um, we just, we're, we're pet sitters and dog walkers. So I have been in for like trying to encourage them to do virtual meet and greets or virtual consultations before you used to call us up. We used to come over and meet your dog and rock around your house. Well, nobody wants us in their house anymore, but the pet sitters are terrified of it. So what we did is we did an hour long training with Mr. Marcus Sheridan, who was amazing. And then what I did is for um, like eight days after that, I broke it up into little things. And every morning at 8 a.m., I just did a quote unquote series. And I said, okay, guys, here's the language you need to use. Here's the way you need to sell it. Here's the way you need to teach it. Here's the way. And so like, I just, I sat down for about an hour and I wrote it all out on a Google doc and then I handed it to my VA and I said, Hey, put this in there Monday through Friday, posted it at 8am. So we got some discussion going because our theme for the month, and I like monthly themes. Um, our monthly theme was about sales. And so this, this obviously applies to sales, right? So again, it goes back to what's your strategy. My strategy was sales. How can I break that down? That's how I decided to break it down, but it's not going to look like that for everybody. It's going to be a very different conversation for everybody. So figure out what you want out of it first and then build your structure and then fill in the details. Don't, don't ever try to wake up every morning, you guys, and think, oh my gosh, what am I going to post? Because again, if you do that, it is a recipe for disaster. You will fail and you will hate Facebook groups. So coming up with, the, so it's a lot easier to sit down and come up with 12 themes for 12 months than to come up with 52 pieces of content. Absolutely. I think so. Mm. I mean, and again, I it, it, it varies, you know, we have a mastermind, so we want to keep it a deep dive in my free groups, the top of the funnel groups. All I really do is throw in a question or two, um, once a week. I also throw in a story that leads back to my affiliate or back to, um, one of my products. So I'll tell a story and then, Oh, guess what? This solves it. Here's the link. And then the rest I'll just leave open. So I'm not posting in there five times a week because it's so old. It's been around since 2012 that there's other people in there that are posting, right? And it's not a revenue generating place for me, so to speak. So that brings me to the fatigue question, yeah. Facebook fatigue and whether or not people get group fatigue. I mean, we all get invited into multiple groups every day. Um, so, which I, which is another thing I want to ask about is about inviting people into the groups and how you generate traffic to the group. <clears throat> but do you, do you, how do you, is there a honeymoon period? Do people tend to get overexcited too much at the beginning and pour too much in at the top and like overwhelm people? Is there a proper way to kind of approach the beginning and the, in the kind of the steady growth of a group? Um, as a group leader, you're talking? Yeah. Okay. So again, it kind of depends on what purpose the group is for. Uh, if you're having a pop-up group and it's only for a couple of weeks, then you can't really have too much. Right? Yeah. You got to pour into it. Yeah. If you, yeah. Well, that's what we did with when we, when we live streamed every day, it, it seemed yeah. to me incredibly excessive as I said, I was going to do it. And I actually 
couched it. I said, we're planning on streaming every day, but we will see how it goes. You know what I think the interesting thing is, is when you do a pop-up group like that and you pour so much into it, when you say to people that group is going to go away and you say we're going to archive it, they get mad. And so if you can take all those those streaming you know, videos, if it's still time sensitive, and I know B-School was like a launch, but let's assume that whatever you taught in there, like I did this for the COVID group. And people are like, oh my gosh, I missed the group. That's okay. We put all the videos in Thinkific. It's still $29. You can gain access that way. It's just not in the group anymore because I'm not manning it. Now, Steve, if you have a group that's much more like a longer longevity, right? That's going to be a whole different conversation because yeah, you can't start off gangbusters because you can't keep that up and you will get people like feeling overwhelmed or like they can't keep up. But again, you those three questions are going to help you understand so uniquely exactly in the exact words what your community is struggling with. I mean, this these questions are so powerful, Steve, that you can use those words on sales pages. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is a gold mine. And so if you can like figure out what is your purpose of having the group, what is something that you want to commit to, meaning like, you know, five times a day or like once a week or somewhere in between it all. Brian Fanzo says this a lot. You get to set the expectations. Okay. So you are the leader. You say, Hey guys, you can expect to hear from me every Monday. I'm going to go live or you can hear expect to have me post every day or once a month or whatever it might be. I like the fact that you're saying something which has long been one of my tenants. And it's what you were mentioning, Marcus Sheridan earlier on. But it's the conversations that you have with your community that is really going to help drive you in the right direction. And because of the nature of these groups and taking advantage of those three questions, those three questions keep coming back over and over again, don't they? They're really one of the keys. And if you, and when people do describe what their challenge is, what they're looking for, those words, as you say, are gold. Those are words that you take right directly out of it and you put them on the sales page, you put them on the social tweets and the social posts in order to generate interest in your community. Let me, let me ask you this. If I was trying to sell you this bottle of water, okay, and you and I just started talking and I just came right at you, Steve, and I just started selling you this bottle of water. I wouldn't have as good of a fighting chance as if you and I sat down and I said, okay, Steve, so how big of a bottle of water are you looking for? Yeah. What do you do when you're thirsty? (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and what's important to you about the makeup of the water in order for it to happen. If I were to ask you three questions before we get into a discussion about water, I'm going to have a heck of a lot better fighting chance with you than if I just started trying to sell you water. So I want you guys to think about those three questions like that. And that's why I feel like $300 for this, um, this thing is also a no brainer because it's not per group. It's you can put it on as many groups as you want. Like it's a no brainer. Um, and, and, and what it can correlate something else I want to tell you about. I know that I talked about like, maybe you're going to go live. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that people do is that, and I'm not talking about B school when you're doing every single day. Okay. I'm talking about like when you have maybe three or four lives, maybe a month. Don't forget that you can use the event tab inside that group because up until 500 people, it will, it will invite all the people in your group. They'll all get a notification. Yo, Steve's doing this live and he's going to tell you the secret to water. I don't know. And, and they're going to say, would you like to go or not? And then when that's coming up again, it's going to remind them again. And every time you post in that event, that's inside the group, 
they will also get a notification for that if they have agreed that they're going to go. What happens once you pass 500 people? Then you have to manually do it. Oh, they don't get notification anymore? Uh, I don't know about the notification. It won't automatically ask them. They'll get, I'm pretty sure they get notifications. It just won't automatically ask them. You have to kind of like individually ask them. But, you know, that's where you can take the event and you can post it on the wall and you can take the event and you can put it as your cover profile. The cover profile, people don't change often enough. And so like our cover profile is changing all the time. We have, uh, in the mastermind at least, we have um, four four Facebook lives a month. And after the first Facebook live goes down, we update that cover. And now there's just three. And after two, well, there's only two up there. And so it's constantly changing. And in the description is the link to the event that shows you how to join that event and also who's going to be at that event and what time and all this stuff. So I I feel like more than just saying, Hey guys, I'm going live tonight at five o'clock you know, like put a little thought into it, like start that promotion a week earlier because you have a captive audience right there. It's, 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 it's interesting. You say that you start promoting them about a week with our live streams. Currently I promote them the day before I go one day before and, but we encourage people to put them on their calendars. So, but at any rate, it, it does make it, it does. I, I, we have noticed a lift, but then we also market it through our email. We do send people an email as well. And, you know, it may or may not be different with boomers than, you know, like the people that I'm, I'm attracting. Like when we go live on my Facebook page, start at least week in advance, we have a bot strategy and we get 50 or 50 to 80 people live on the live stream. And it's amazing. And we, we figured that out with Kelly Noble Mirabella. She's actually um, the chat bot expert and the many chat trainer. She's, she's amazing. Um, but it works. It works. So I think that especially if you're going to have a paid group, I would really start the promotion ahead of time because people like to put things on their calendar. They like to know what's coming up or they say, oh my gosh, I didn't see that. I missed it, you know? And so I, I, I really would give people that, that benefit. So those, so the, the, the takeaways for me, as far as face, as far as Facebook groups, let's summarize to see, to, to make sure that we can put a proper bow on this. So okay. they are totally a Swiss army knife as far as Facebook is concerned about to create social networks. I like that analogy. You can, you, you can build anything you want from it. And they do, to a certain extent, bypass many of Facebook's more greedy attributes. The fact that the algorithm is not our friend, we don't trust it. But because we have an opportunity at registration and through some other mechanisms to be able to build a group, short term or long term, but actually know who's in that group, not just rely on, not just having them as Facebook's customer, but actually ask people for the email address, et cetera, by taking advantage of the three questions that you can ask at the beginning and using some technology to scrape that information, capture it with permission, respecting privacy. But at that point, they're, they're part of your community. One of my one of the biggest criticisms we all have of using Facebook or YouTube or any other platform is we're building our business on rented land. We are to a certain extent, but here we can mitigate that to a large extent by capturing that email address, right? So that's the second kind of key to it. So build the group that you want. You vision what it's going to be. Make sure you do your due diligence and capture the information. Don't just let people in for free. Uh, don't create a barrier for entry, which is going to create a relationship with you. Then take advantage of some of the real estate that most people aren't looking at things like changing the header so that you can so that you can market and you can promote and and if 
be have in theme up if it's a short one month thing or something i guess you don't have to worry about it but if you're doing a long-term thing break it into digestible chunks of content monthly themes or some form of theme so that you can so that you can set expectations but also so that you can manage your own flow of content into it and you can manage it effectively that, that's so beautiful i mean even going off of that there's so many ideas like you you wouldn't even have to do a monthly theme you could just say hey once a month we're gonna do a challenge and in the middle of all that we're just like you know ideas 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 and then that one week we go hard and then the other three weeks we're just learning or soaking up or talking amongst ourselves you know and the other you set the culture of your group yeah yeah and the, the, yeah. the other thing that i i want us all to think about if i can take it to a bird's eye view for a second here and it kind of ties into something that you said at the beginning, you know, at the beginning, everybody wanted, or Facebook wanted us to get everyone on our pages and then they started charging for it. Well, guys, um, let's see a couple of interesting things have happened in 2020. Uh, first of all, Facebook paid 10 to $11 million for their very first Super Bowl ad that happened to be around the subject of groups. Okay. Groups. They wanted to get people in groups. Then we all ended up under lockdown and quarantine and stay at home orders. And so groups just really shot up a lot because for every tiny little thing you can think of, there is a group for, okay. There's a lot of noise out there. So people are used to it. People want to have that perceived privacy and that's what the groups do, but what they really want. And I think what they're really gravitated towards is they're in that group because of you. So don't be, forget to be you, be human, to be seen, to go live, to be the voice of the group. Um, it, it, sometimes people say, but Bella, I just don't have time to do all of that. Okay, cool. Become a public figure profile and let you and your team post as that public figure profile, as that page in your group. It'll look like it's you posting, but you can get a little bit of backup. You know, that's where the strategy comes. But I want you guys to also understand that it's a, it's, it's the gold rush right now and groups are cool right now. And we've even got our own little feed on mobile and stuff. And you could just search groups all the time, but it's not going to be like this forever. But guys, give it, give it two years and there's going to be something else. that's pretty cool. Cause guess what? Facebook's a business and they have to evolve and grow and do all of this stuff. So if you're sitting here thinking, mm, I'm convinced, but just not right now, I just encourage you don't wait too long. Because what we're saying right now is relevant for now, and it's going to be something else in a year or two from now. My thanks to Bella Vasta for sharing with us today. You will find links to all of the stuff that Bella talked about in the podcast description or in the blog post. Since we recorded this interview, a few changes in the Dotto tech space has us investing even more time and energy in the Facebook world, much to my chagrin. But as we're building out our new Gray Wave membership site, we were looking and trying to decide whether or not we could move everybody into a closed membership uh, tool, uh, which they would have to log into in order to manage all of the conversations, et cetera, for the new community. And it was determined after much discussion with our team that we would indeed do this in Facebook. So we'll be doubling down on Facebook, using it even more as, as we move ahead, because it is the place that these conversations happen. 
but stay tuned. If I find a better option, I will be sure to let you know. It is, after all, all about community, and we have a terrific community in the Gray Zone. If you're enjoying Gray Matters and you've not yet visited us on Facebook, please drop by and visit the Gray Zone on Facebook. There'll be links in the description. It's the place where the us baby boomers and Gen Xers meet to discuss all things getting older. Well, all things online getting older, specifically relating more often than not to online business and building an online business, but the conversation does tend to tend to get off a little topic and kind of get into other things that are more socially relevant as well. I encourage you to drop in there. And if you could be so kind as to try and help us get the word out about Gray Matters. If you can leave a review on your podcast platform of choice, that is awesome. And secondly, if you know somebody that maybe should be a part of our community, somebody who would be interested in what we share here on Gray Matters, please let them know about it, share this podcast with them, and help us organically grow our reach. Until next time, I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming a castle. 